The Last Life Gaming Network is an over-the-top platform catering to the gamer, with hours of content at your disposal upon launch date. The LLGN will provide you with top-notch entertainment in the gaming world, with original shows such as Collections, Co-op Interview, and GUI Gaming Under the Influence, as well as highlights of Twitch and Mixer live streams. The network will have you chomping at the bits for content. Add on a live stream schedule and streams that will be interactive. There will be countless reasons for you, the viewer, to be invested in. Be sure to subscribe to the Last Life Gaming Network on YouTube when it drops in the fall of 2019. Are you ready to be a Last Lifer? Peace, 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 family. It's your boy, Brother DSP. Welcome to The Blast Podcast. This is episode six. Big shout out to the homie Precise. Um, he won't be able to make it today. You know, he's got to be chilling with the with the family. You know, family first always. Um, he's with his beautiful babies doing his thing. Um, you will see him back next week um, when we're um, interviewing Coin. That's our special guest for episode seven. So big shout out to LAP and Baritone. Helping out with the promo and all that. Um, what did I do? Uh, this past week, uh, I got the opportunity to go to uh, one of the VOH Basketball Summer League uh, playoff games. Uh, it was MTE versus Underdogs. I got to uh, got a quick interview with the commissioner, Brett Bronson, a.k.a. Wanda. Big shout out to him. Make sure you follow him on IG at Wanda845. That's Wanda845 on IG. Of course, follow VOH Basketball. That's VOH Basketball. Um, they're doing their thing. I, I was, it was a great, great experience. Um, I had a blast, no pun intended. Um, it, it was... It was great energy. It was a great field, man. I haven't felt that since since I played ball, you know what I mean? Since I used to play ball in front of a crowd, that energy. So when I was there, it was it was great to see that the youth had a place to uh, exude that energy, exude that positive energy, because the, the guys on the court, they were going all out. They were playing. It was very high-level competitive basketball. I think that's why I chose to go to the playoffs, because I knew I was going to get good basketball. And that's what I got. Um, what else did I do this week? Nothing much, really. Uh, just really did a lot of research for uh, this show that I'm about to provide to you. Um, I just wanted to shout out my guy, Hakeem Williams, on another successful year with uh, TBT. Uh, big shout out to their staff as well. Uh, shout out to Carmen's crew, TBT. Jared Sullinger um, and the Ohio State alumni guys went in there and they won it. They beat uh, Marquette basketball uh, alumni. Uh, they did their thing as well. Travis Diener 
and those fellas. Uh, big shout out to William Buford. He was the MVP of the tournament, uh, the $2 million tournament, and uh, he, he was doing his thing. Name sounds familiar if you watch college basketball. I think he did a, a quick stint in the NBA as well. Also, Jared Sullinger, I think he played for the Celtics as well, uh, among other teams. But I remember, I think he was drafted by the Celtics. Now he's doing his thing. I, I think he's gonna, he should get into the coaching thing because he was very composed and poised as a coach for, the, uh, for Carmen's crew. Um, I mean, there was a lot of good teams in the tournament. Uh, shout out to Team Loyalty. That was a Boogie Cousins squad. They did their thing. They almost dethroned the overseas elite, but uh, it was Carmen's crew who were the ones that dethroned overseas elite and went on to win the championship. Um, so big shout out to the whole TBT movement and my guy, Hakeem Williams, man. He's got big things going on. I think I'm going to try and get him on the show as well because he, he just told me some things the other day that really blew my mind, and I'm really happy to hear the news that, that he's really going to go do this. And I was like, that's what's up, because he has such... He, he shares the same affinity of basketball that I have. So to see what... To, to hear what, he's go, what his future plans are going to be, I thought that was amazing, and I was happy that he shared it with me. Um, so I'm super proud of that brother. Can't wait to uh, get him on the show and we can talk about what, what he was telling us. Uh, what else did I get into this week? Uh, nothing much, really. Um, uh, big news, big movie news. Maharshala Ali uh, from... The, where, where, where would we know him from? We know him from True Detective. He did his thing as True Detective. If you watch Luke Cage on Netflix, he was Cottonmouth in the first season. He killed that role. Um, there's other flicks that he's done where he was the... Where he... Whatever role that he took, he murdered it. Um, oh, that movie Alita Battle Angel, he he also uh, was in there. He had a small part. It wasn't nothing crazy, but anytime he's on the screen for me, he's so captivating. I pay attention to what he's doing. Um, he's the new Blade for um, the MCU. That's going to be a Phase 5 movie. Um, we probably won't see that until like 2022, perhaps. It depends. Um, we might see the character before then because they usually like to cameo the characters before they give them their own... Um, full-length film i'm speaking of the marvel cinematic universe just in case for those of the people for those for those listeners who don't know what i'm talking about when it comes to this uh comic book stuff this is in regards to the mcu um very popular movie franchise if you don't know i mean right now they're owning the movie movie landscape so i mean just a few months ago no just a few weeks ago avengers endgame broke avatar's box office record to become the highest grossing film of all time so it's pretty much a big deal this day and age um so yeah Mahershala ali um was casted as blade i love that news when that was released um check out the show the boys it's another comic book based tv show on amazon prime dope show man um it's not I'm, I'm not going to say what it's about because I want you people to genuinely check it out. It's nuts. That's all I'm going to say. It's not what you expect. So definitely check out the boys on Amazon Prime. Um, what else is there? Um, you know what? Let me let me uh, get into the. The quick interview that I had with Wanda. Um, it's it's a quick uh, four four minute segment. Um, we're going to get right into that right now. Uh let me, let's get into it, all right? I'll be right back, fam. Peace. Okay. 
boy DSP. I'm here with the commissioner you already of know. VOH League. My man Brett Bronson. VOH commissioner Brett Bronson. You know, you can follow me on Instagram at one day 845 But most importantly, follow the league, VOH Basketball. That's VOH Basketball. Just follow us, man. You know, we out here trying to bridge the gaps exactly. in all communities. We show up to your hood, come hoop with you, come eat with you, you know, come grind. We just trying to make sure that we bridge gaps through basketball. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Just one question is, uh, what inspired you to start this league? I love basketball, man. Basketball is probably my first love ever. Facts. And then, uh, you know, I just, through trials and tribulations with music, I yeah. learned the art of, uh, Marketing, I guess we'll say. Exactly. So we started off in 2013 with four teams. It was four. I thought it was like six. Nah, we started with four teams in 2013. Oh, and then shit. now we got 20 teams this summer. Yeah. And we had our first ever uh, 35 and up league that had eight teams yeah, as well. So yeah, we just, we just grinded, man. We, you know, we had an all-star weekend. What's more important, we had our all-star weekend and we played against three out-of-town teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about that on the last episode. We were like, yo, y'all are doing y'all thing because y'all got other portions of like, Within the tri-state, yeah. teams weren't willing to come play with us, so yeah. that's a good look. You know what I mean? I was explaining the precise how if this keeps going on and keeps getting bigger and bigger, you're going to see all types of scouts here, like yeah. college, G League, well, overseas. Well, I do be, I do get hit up sometimes from some, you know, overseas, whatever, whatever, oh, okay. but I'm skeptical about certain things like that, but uh, as far as like anything else, uh, we've been working hard, man. Last summer, we had, last summer we had 12 teams, and uh, we sent, we sent four kids to college. Straight scholarship, four kids, straight to school. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that, I had no idea. Yeah, that's the stuff we're gonna put on the website when the website launches and get our testimonials, but right now we'll feel like if we start promoting that, it'll feel like like bragging. Yeah, yeah, not yet. No, no, you're right, you're right. Keep that in the top, like you said, once you get the website, that'll be content on the website. People will be like, oh, wait, this will be cool. It's a lot of things that we do behind the scenes that we'll start exposing when the website is Absolutely. up. Absolutely, and that's the best place to do it, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. we should bang that. Yo, he got a... He got a flush that. Yeah, he wild. If y'all don't know, I'm, I'm at the uh, VOH League game right now, semifinal. Bang it. Oh! Yo! Yo, my bad, DSP. I got it, I got it. Yo! 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 Yo, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you know, my bad, we are live at the game. I apologize. Right now, MTE is up by 23 points. Uh, this is our finest four. We're down to our last four for the league. And uh, the game is big, the intensity is heavy, and it's just a crazy environment, man. I'm glad, I'm glad DSP could be here. We got Ricky McGill. He's in the building right now, killing. If you don't know who he is, hit that Google. You know what I'm saying? Four-time Mac champion type. Alright, I'm out of here. On that note, my bad, I gotta end this interview. You gotta go, you gotta let him have it. You gotta let him have it. You gotta let him have it. All right, all right. That was that was my man, uh, Brad Bronson, right there. Um, that's my guy. He's doing his uh, commissioner thing, and he's also the MC of the league. Currently at the MTE Underdogs game. Uh, one of the bigs, one of the all stars, Drew Zingas, just caught a bad one. I don't know what's going on with the man. Uh, he doesn't seem locked in today, but uh, I am. He's keeping it. He's keeping his man in it. So uh, we'll talk about it some more later on in the episode. I just wanted to get you uh, 
get a word from the commissioner for sure. All right? As you heard in there, the energy was... <laughs> was lit lit like it was it was it was like on fire in there man and what happened when you heard everyone just be like oh it, what had happened was um drew zingas one of the all-stars missed the dunk like he like hit the front of the rim when he went attempted for the dunk but i think that was out of fatigue he was he was i think he was in there like the whole first half so excuse me by the time he had the opportunity to try and dunk the ball it was he was just he was out of it, so it, it was crazy. It was just, as you heard, the the atmosphere was nuts. It was like, whoa! It was, it was, it was, it was on fire that whole time. And the second game, because that was the first game. The second game was also on fire when it was Rockland's Finals versus Global Gym. Yeah, Global Gym. Yep, yep, yep. Shout out to them again. Um, they won the championship. They're the team that uh, took took the uh, chip for uh, VOH basketball. I feel bad because like. I didn't know a thing about the team. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't know a thing about the team. I didn't I didn't even say their name right the first time I mentioned them and they ended up winning the championship. So shout out to Global Gym. Shout out to um Walking Dead, a great great player, amazing player. And shout out to another Curry, great shooter, great player, and the rest of the team. I don't want to take away anything from the rest of Global Gym. I just don't know the rest of the team's names or if they have names. But when I watch them, they had a game plan, and they stuck to the fucking game plan. They didn't let anything take them away from their game plan. They didn't, let, they didn't allow pressure to take them away from their game plan. They had a game plan, and they stuck to it, and that's what I respected about them. And I also respected the fact that they defeated, they gave both undefeated teams their first loss in the playoffs. That's gangster. You know what I mean? I can't take that away from any team that's capable of doing that. You know, so I, I have to give, give a huge, huge shout out to Global Gym. They they deserve the chip. They they get nothing but respect. I think a few of the players posted uh, some respect posts for them. I, I thought I saw the general. Shout out to him. Uh, he's a follower on the uh, IG page. Make sure you follow the uh, IG page. Uh, that's T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, the Blast Podcast on IG. We truly appreciate all our followers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And shout out to the followers that do repost our stuff. We truly appreciate that as well because that gets attention. Um, you may not really think it means much, but you, you're just showing gratitude for us, showing you love. What it also does, it, it shows people on your side uh, who we are. And it might accrue some listeners on our side, and that's what we're about. And, you know, of course, showing love through our side, showing people that follow us who you guys are. So, you know what I mean? Love is love. That's all I'm saying right now. We truly appreciate everything, everything, everything that you're doing for us. Um, so, you know what? So, let's just get off of sports right now. Let's get into some uh, serious shit. You know me. I gotta, I, gotta, I, like, I like to have a balance. So, um, I'm going to get into some serious shit right now. Uh, let's talk about this clown, R. Kelly. Yep. I'm not really fucking with R. Kelly no more. Most people that know me used to know that I was a huge R. Kelly fan, but I can't fuck with the dude no more, man. He's at my age, feeling the thing, feeling the way I feel about certain things and seeing how he's moving. I can't fuck with dude. That's just me personally. I can't tell you how to 
feel about a particular artist. This is just how I feel. Personally, I can't really fuck with R. Kelly. Um, well, what we got going on with him, I think he's facing like 11 new felony counts of sex assault and abuse with minors. Nasty. New charges can carry a possible state. I'm sorry, carry a possible sentence of up to 30 years in prison. <clears throat> Should get more than that. But like I said, this is this is all the facts that I'm reading. If I'm ad libbing, that's just me saying my um, my personal feelings, my opinions. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, this is my platform, so I can choose to be subjective every now and then. <laughs> so it's just, I, I feel he deserves more than 30 years. You guys heard how I felt about Jeffrey Epstein, who who just, uh, who uh, allegedly committed suicide. I don't think it was suicide. I think he had a lot of information on a lot of people, and people just got him taken care of. You know what I'm saying? People are thinking it's <clears throat> the elite. Maybe it was the elite, I don't know. But I think it was something even smaller than that. It could have just been some dude that was like, oh, you're nasty, I gotta end you. Or maybe they used that part of the culture to cover it up. See, it's so many intricate things that you can look into, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's the beauty of uh, theory, you know? It's just, if you like to speculate, if you're stimulated by that sort of thing. But it could be anything. Jeffrey Epstein just, you know, allegedly committed suicide. People are saying it's the elite that took him out. Whatever. <clears throat> you already seen how I felt about Jeffrey Epstein. You, you heard me personally slay, sorry, personally, personally say that I would snap his limbs myself if they allowed me to do it. That's how I feel about pedophiles. You know what I mean? I have no remorse, no empathy for pedophiles. That's just disgusting. It's just, that's how I feel about it. So R. Kelly, I feel the same way. You know what I mean? He should be castrated. He should be, uh, he should be handled in probably the most grotesque way because if he did indeed get, well, they said he was with, he was married to uh, Aaliyah. May she rest in peace. If he did indeed, you know, take advantage of her, and people know how I feel about Aaliyah anyway, like especially my family members. Shout out to Franny Fresh, bravo. Make sure y'all check out the Last Life Gaming Network when it comes out, man. It's going to be nuts. I'm on there too. You know what I'm saying? I make a few features here and there. Hey, shout out to uh, my, my, my bro, bravo. But he knows how I feel about Aaliyah. And if it's true that he took advantage of her or whatnot. Because I'm going to say... I'm going to say allegedly because I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe she was willing. I don't know if he took advantage of her. Whatever. I'm not going to get too deep into that. If if he did indeed, I will. I would break every limb on his body. I just wouldn't be able to castrate another man. That's just me. I can't do that. I wouldn't mind if it happened to him. Don't don't think I would feel any remorse. Oh, he should have. Nah. Lorena Bobbitt, his ass. Fuck him. Take it all off. Fuck, fuck that. You know what I mean? No remorse. You should not be doing that to no child. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully all this falls through and they throw him under the prison, whatever. Um, of course, his lawyer has to, you know, save face and say they're not new charges, there, but they're like recharges of old arrests, you know, of old, uh, old, old cases that <clears throat> existed about a decade ago. So it, it's whatever. And oh, yeah, finally, um, his members or his staffers, I'm going to say, 
may be arrested as well because you know, you know they, they knew something about it. You know they had some involvement in it. You know what I mean? Even if they weren't involved, you knew what was going on and you didn't say anything. So, you know, uh, what, what's the word? What's the saying I should say? Oh, man, silence is, comp- yeah, silence is compliance. And that falls true for that as well. If you saw this nasty shit going on and you didn't say a word, you, you, should, fall, you should go down too. And if you, if you were a part of this nasty shit, oh, man. Oh, man, if you were a part of this nasty shit, helping him get these girls, bringing these girls to him, getting paid to bring these girls to him, you're even nastier. You're even nastier because you knew exactly what you were doing. And you were helping this sick motherfucker. You were were even nastier. How can you sit there and offer someone else's child to this grown-ass man and get paid for it and not feel no type of way. Come on, man. It's just, it's just disgusting sitting here talking about it. I'm feeling some type of way right now. You know what I'm saying? But this is what I do for y'all because I want to keep the show balanced. I don't want to keep it on some, um, some pop culture fluff. I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about everything next subject uh what i got for y'all oh asap rocky we will talk about that right quick uh asap rocky he got charged with um assault in sweden but he's home now um i seen a video of him being chased around by what's his face tyler the creator's funny ass you know what i mean and i mean when i say funny i mean that in every way Y'all think he'd be joking, but I don't think he's joking most of these times, man. I really I really don't think he's joking. I really think he'd be dead serious, and he he's just putting it off like he's joking. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's 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 just weird. But um yeah, he got a he got charged with assault. So he probably he might have to go back to see if he's guilty or not. They'll probably just give him a not guilty charge. Uh I don't know if Trump really did pay for his uh, bail or whatever, or they said, nah, we'll, we'll just we'll just handle the case our way. But I think they're probably just going to make it not guilty because now it's somewhat of a higher profile case because the president's involved, you know, because of our buddy Kanye. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, because, it, you know, of course, it was going to get out there. Trump Trump stays littering the Twitter feed. So, you know, he's going to be out there putting out there what he did. So he said he gave a call to Kanye, and Kanye uh, said, yeah, his buddy's in trouble. Or uh, can can he help his buddy ASAP Rocky out in Sweden? So um, Trump, you know, needing to garner some black votes. Yo, you know what? I'm going to help out ASAP Rocky. He even dropped some nasty bar on Twitter. I don't even want to repeat it. It was just some, like, Things that this year, things have been rocky. Uh, get home ASAP, ASAP. Or it was it was something bad. And I was like so upset. It was, I was just paraphrasing there, but I think it was pretty close to that. And it, it was just nasty. It was like, uh, 45, please take several seats. Please take several seats. You are just sounding nasty, nasty. I mean, since we're, since we just mentioned Kanye, let me, uh, 
Jesus Christ, I don't know. Let me just segue into Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West is, there's two things he's doing. Um, sounds like he's trying to fight classism. He's trying to create low-income homes, but from what I'm understanding, he's only building them in his backyard, and now he's having problem in Cal. He's having problems in Calabasas with the neighbors because I guess he didn't have permits for this. And I don't know. I guess I don't know what it's like out there in Cali. I don't know what it's like in Calabasas. I don't know if, if that particular neighborhood don't like high profile uh, black male artists in their particular uh, development. Unless you're like a Drake or, you know, a particular artist that they feel comfortable with. Let me just say that. Um, and Kanye West, I don't know if they would feel comfortable about him because of his particular stance on politics. So I don't know. But right now he's trying to build low income homes. I don't know what they are particularly. I heard they were influenced by Star Wars. I don't know if you guys are into Star Wars like that, but if you watch New Hope... Um, they show where Luke Skywalker grew up, and it's it's port, it's like a dome, particularly. Um, it, it's like a futuristic tent, and it's like a dome-shaped futuristic tent. And he's building something like that, I guess, to to give to the homeless or anyone who needs somewhere to stay. And I mean, at first, it sounds like a noble thing to do, but he didn't go through the right channels to get it done. It just sounded like he just got the idea and just said, I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to do it in my backyard. You know what I mean? And didn't think about the, I guess, the zoning permits and everything that you need to do to do that type of thing. And um, the neighbors are upset. So <clears throat> the reason why I'm bringing up the neighbors is I don't know if the neighbors are just like, ha, yes, we finally got him on something, let's get him out of here, or if it's like, yeah, he just got mad construction workers in his backyard making mad noises at all times of the day. See, I don't know what it is. That's why I'm, I'm, that's why I'm saying I don't know how Calabasas gets down, I don't know how Cali gets down. So, I don't know. I know that he's trying to do that. I don't know if that's just something to help him quote-unquote heal, that's my big question with Kanye these days. I don't know if he's healing, trolling, or rebranding. Like with the whole Sunday service thing, I wasn't sure. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was genuine. It was very quasi-religious. It wasn't like he was saying, Jesus Christ, God, Allah, or anything like that. He was just using like, terms that were very ambiguous like holy spirit you know what i mean i mean yeah holy spirit is very strong in the catholicism and christianity but i think i'm sure there are other words within um the islamic and uh judaic faiths that translate into that word the holy spirit so that's why i said it was very quasi-religious very cultish because at the end of the day who's at the center of it it's kanye west who's holding the actual quote-unquote sunday service it's kanye west you see what i'm saying so it's almost like the sunday service if you attend i'm not saying that's what it is 
I'm, a, I'm just speculating. It's almost like you're a follower. You're a part of his cult. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Maybe it's his way of healing. I don't really see it that as trolling. But then again, it might be I don't understand this trolling culture too much. I get some of it because I've watched 50 Cent really birth it in the hip-hop culture. So I kind of understand it. But now it's like there's like a new flip to it. It's to where they'll troll the artists, where they'll troll the, the fans, where they'll troll even media. So it's like it's kind of confusing. So it's kind of hard to believe some things because we don't know if it's genuine or not. And as far as rebranding goes, this is what I've been standing on a lot with Kanye West. It's definitely a rebrand because what did Kanye West come in on and really made him a huge, huge megastar? His record, Jesus Walks, which was uh, co-written by uh, Rhymefest. So if you look at the parallels be between what he's doing now and what, what he came out with back then, maybe he's like trying to connect the dots and be like, hmm, maybe I could somewhat make history rhyme and go with this quasi-religious movement and try to get my old fans and new fans to bridge bridge together and hopefully make me a mega star again because i think he he feels he's in competition with drake not looking at the fact that he kind of birthed drake without college dropout we wouldn't have gotten um what was drake's first project uh what was the name of drake's first project oh man i can't remember that joint uh, what was the name of Drake's first project? Well, you guys know what I'm talking about. All, all the guys out, all, all the ladies and gentlemen out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Drake's very, very first project. Without, without um, college dropout, Drake couldn't have dropped that project and y'all would have cared. Y'all know what I'm talking about, his mixtape. Oh, I'm mad I, I don't remember that shit. I'm really upset right now. But um, without that, <clears throat> he wouldn't have birthed uh, So Far Gone. I think that's what it's called. So Far Gone. Um, I think it was like his third mixtape or whatever. Th Drake's third mixtape. But like pretty much the, the tape that put him out there to me. I think that one, that was the one that really, really, really put Drake on the map to me. Um, without college dropout, so far gone. The Drake movement, then I'll say, because some people are probably screaming at me too. What are you talking about? So far gone, really put him on. That's what it put it on for me. But maybe some of y'all were following way before that. I'm gonna say Drake's whole movement then wouldn't have been as successful without college dropout, because college dropout, if you remember, kind of balanced hip hop because it was very. 50 cent driven everyone was trying to copy the 50 cent g-unit sound and then uh kanye came out and fucking kind of um shook things up with college dropout you know what i mean that album i'm gonna say it, it was a classic or it is a classic you know what i mean but i can feel how i feel about kanye west now and i won't deny the fact that that was 
great artwork. You know what I'm saying? And that that's what gave the lane pretty much to people like Drake. And I don't know why Kanye West feels like that. He's in competition with Drake. So, I mean, I guess now because they're still he's still trying to do his numbers and whatnot, still trying to sell uh, clothing and footwear. And from that point, I'm going to say this. This is why I also think it's a rebrand. He's looking to trademark Sunday service. Like, come on. If that doesn't tell you that he's trying to rebrand, now he's trying to trademark Sunday service because if you remember in Coachella, he had uh, pretty much a vendor. Uh, he, he had a vendor there. He was a vendor there, I should say. He had his Sunday service there, and he pretty much had a vendor. And he had, a, he had lines of people willing to buy sweatshirts and socks and, and I think like sweatpants that said Sunday service on them and Holy Spirit and church socks on them. And I'm not lying. You could look this up. You can Google this right now and look up. Uh, you just type in Kanye West Coachella Sunday service. And they, you'll see an article or a few articles where they mention um, him selling sweatshirts that said Holy Spirit on it. Socks that said church socks on it. I forgot what the sweatpants said. I think the sweatpants even said Holy Spirit on it too. And maybe they said church pants. I just can't remember. I'm, I may be, I may be mis, misquoting what was really on the, the sweatpants. But I think Holy Spirit was on the sweatpants too. But for sure it was on the sweatshirt. And on the socks it says church socks. So now he's trying to trademark Sunday service so he can sell clothing and footwear. This is why I also think it's a rebrand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating. This is just me trying to make a point on how I feel about Kanye West right now. I feel that maybe he's doing all three. Maybe he is trolling. Maybe he is healing and maybe he is rebranding. Maybe he is doing all three, all of the above. Who am I to say? Who am I to say that he's doing just one? We are complex human beings. We can go through all at once. You know? So maybe he is healing. I definitely see the rebrand move going down. If y'all don't see it, then whatever. Um, and I do see him trolling every now and then. Especially with his politics. I think he should have kept that to himself. I think if he kept that to himself, he wouldn't have received the backlash he would have received. But then again, he's Kanye West. He can do whatever he wants. We didn't have a problem with him expressing his his uh, politics when he was talking about George Bush, right? When he said uh, George Bush doesn't give a give a bleep about uh, black people. George Bush doesn't give a damn about black people. We didn't have a problem with that. We applauded it. And now that he's talking about uh, Trump in a positive light, we want to bury him. I mean, yeah, I'm going to bury him because he should know better. <laughs> he should know better. You, you cannot align yourself with a man with, with that particular rhetoric. I don't know what you were thinking. Maybe you weren't listening or maybe you got a bag. I don't know. I don't know what you did, what you received, 
but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to rip you for for your politics. So it is what it is. That's what this beautiful platform is for. The Blast Podcast, cheap plug. Make sure you follow us on IG. T H A B L A S T P O D C A S T. The Blast Podcast. Um, we also have a Patreon. For those of you who want to support, we also have a support link on Anchor. Anchor FM. Anchor.fm backslash T H A dash blast. We have a support link on there. Click the support link. There's three ways to support us. You can support us by giving us a dollar a month. You can support us by giving us $5 a month. You can also support us by giving us $10 a month. My opinion, uh, if you truly want to support, just give us a dollar a month. If you really want to do that. If you truly want to support, but you know, funds are limited, but you still want to help us out. Give us a dollar a month. I'll be super happy with that. I am not picky at all. Um, my second opinion on support. If you do have the funds and you do want to support and help us out in a big way and you want to give $5 a month, join our Patreon. Um, I think you'll enjoy that experience better. With our Patreon, um, you get behind-the-scenes footage on our Patreon. You get weekly um, posts of content uh, related to the podcast. Um, like this week, well, I think, well, not this week, probably next week, I'm going to make a post on there um, talking about VOH basketball. Um, so if you want to go and see the full video, it's like a full, it's like a five minute video. Um, I got clips of the MTE underdogs game. Um, I have shots of the gym, of the facility that VOH basketball is in. So it's 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 pretty dope. So if you want to support with $5 a month, just join our Patreon. Um, our Patreon is www.patreon.com, of course, backslash The Blast Podcast, T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And you, you sign up there. Um, you put in your information. $5 a month, and we'll be, once we get our merch, we'll be giving out merch for free for every patron on our Patreon, because you're giving us $5 a month, and you're pretty much helping us with our show, and you're helping us get our merch, so you will be getting our merch for free. Um, that's, the, that's for everyone on Patreon. That's for those who want to give $5 a month. Um, for those of you who want to give $10 a month, that's on you. Thank you so much. We truly appreciate it. But I feel that's a bit much. I don't really think you need to give us $10 a month. But if you really feel strongly about giving us $10 a month, just join our Patreon. That's what I would say. Just join our Patreon. It's only $5. I'm not really trying to beat you all over the head. But if you want to give the $10, we'll take it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not shutting you away if you want to give us the $10, man. We, we, we just... We just uh, looking for some assistance on the show, on the platform. Um, we see the feedback. We see the energy coming our way, and we're just trying to increase the energy. And in order for us to increase the energy, we need uh, crowd support. 
You know what I'm saying? We need your energy to to build on our energy. So we truly appreciate everything and all the feedback and all the support and all the patience that you've been showing us. Thank you so much. Um, big shout out to the homie Precise. Don't worry, family. He will be back next week. He will be in his interviewing bag once we come through with Coin, LAP, Baritone K. Uh, super talented young brothers, man. You're going to see. You're going to see. We're, we're hopefully going to play at least one of the singles, maybe both. I don't know how is it going to go down. Um, they'll, maybe they have a new joint that they'll debut on our, on our show. I don't know. So big shout out to those brothers. Can't wait to uh, link up with them. Uh, let's get back into the um, entertainment news. Um, big shout out to Chuck D of Public Enemy fame. Uh, he's filing a $1 million lawsuit against a music company. I think the company is called, yeah, Reach Global Music and Terradome Music Publishing. Um, the company allegedly engaged in hidden transactions, false and fraudulent copyright uh, registration, and accounting tricks to hide money. Chuck D discovered irregularities back in February. Um, I'm sure he probably hired a private eye and uh, an who had an accountant or maybe an, just an accountant and he just got his hands on the papers and found out. That's why it's very important to own your IP. Me and Precise are going to push that to all our listeners who happen to be creators as well. We're going to push the fact that you need to own your intellectual property. No one, and I mean no one, will be able to own you if you can. This is why Prince told Nas what he told him. Own your masters. Own your masters because if you own your masters, they can't own you. They can't own you because this is, this is how many labels own their music. Oh, speaking of owning your masters, this is a perfect segue of um, entertainment news. Um, De La Soul, man. De La Soul has been in like a, a battle with Tommy Boy. Uh, I think the guy's last name is Silverman. And they're, they're trying to get like, I don't know if they're trying to own the masters. I'm sure they probably want to own the masters of their old debut works, the classic works that that pretty much created the lane for all the other classic groups like the Tribe Called Quest and all that. Um, they can't, they're not getting anything from it. And that's heartbreaking to hear that one of my favorite groups of all time, De La Soul is not eating off the classic works that they created for hip hop, for this culture, because they, they, they're dealing with a greedy dude because they're dealing with a guy that doesn't feel that, hey, you know, <clears throat> you created this work. Maybe I should give you your, your, your comeuppance, your just due. Maybe I should give you what you deserve. Like, it, it's heartbreaking, man. De La Soul, like, they're, they're like, their contribution to the culture is, like, massive. And, like, you can't even, like, I can't even go back and listen to some of my, like, favorite songs from them. Because they're not getting anything from that. And I'm not going to give Tommy Boy the streaming numbers. I'm not going to give Tommy Boy that check. I'm going to listen to De La's new stuff. Because they're eating off that. You know what I'm saying? They're, they own that. 
in this day and age, you could own that. That's why I want to give another huge shout out to my dude, um, Holiday, who runs a made made entertainment. Because right now they're helping artists pretty much master their music, get their video and, and promo out there and marketing right to where they own everything. Not made own, not made entertainment owning everything. The artist, the creator owns everything. That's what that's that's how you help the creator become who they need to become in this entertainment world. You know what I'm saying? This is how you assist the artist in this business because that's exactly what this is it's a business it's not just um going to a studio and putting art together you in order for your your art to be heard in this day and age you got to know what the business is the business doesn't require the middleman aka the record label anymore a lot of you creators out there are doing your own thing without a record label and i don't think you see how um important that is so that's why i'm here that's why precise is here that's why the blast podcast is here we're here to tell y'all yo pay attention to what y'all doing y'all are doing major things y'all are doing big things own all of that own every last single thing you need to make sure what you have what you put out there what you created in this world you own or if you have created it with somebody else, make sure you guys got your splits together. So when it does get put out to the world, there's no beef. The business is right. The business is good. You won't have to go through this Chuck D situation. You won't have to worry about your publishing um, getting screwed. You don't have to worry about fraudulent copyright registrations. You ain't got to worry about irregularities. Because why? You own everything. You ain't got to worry about people shysting you. You ain't got to worry about people that you work with you think you could trust trying to shyst you. You know what I mean? You ain't got to go through a De La Soul situation. I don't want anybody that I know that, that creates to go through a De La Soul situation because that, that hurts me to the point where I can't even go back and listen to particular tracks by De La Soul because Tommy Boy is only getting, Tommy Boy is only eating. And I think Tommy Boy is defunct. I don't even think they're, they're even a label anymore. It's only Silverman that's eating off that. And that's dead wrong, man. I can't even listen to De La Soul because one man wants to be greedy. And I'm in support of the group. I'm all about the creators because I'm a creator myself. Why, why wouldn't I be with the creators? I'd be a hypocrite. Come on, man. That's crazy, man. It's crazy, crazy. Like, speaking of uh, internal beefs because business wasn't right, salt and pepper. Another, another strong contri contributor to the hip-hop culture, salt and pepper, being sued by their DJ Spinderella. The group states that it's a smear campaign against them, stating that they've been taking care of her for years, but Spinderella is suing the group and accused the pair of shortchanging her for years and then firing her. The relationship became strained at the start of the year 2000 when cash was um, handed out for a compilation that never came. Um, I guess just salt and pepper got paid. Spinderella didn't get paid. This is what I'm assuming. 
I'm not sure. It wasn't too clear on the article that I got it from. Um, I know that Spinderella's demanding um, unspecified damages. I don't like that when they say unspecified damages, but I guess, you know, it's it's for the the reasoning of the case. They can't really put it out there. Accounting for all their royalties and work. So she wants she wants to get paid for the she wants her royalties and she wants to uh, she wants to get paid for her work. I guess they want to re reevaluate the money again. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and they basically Salt and Pepper cannot use. Spinderella in their promo promotion no more or even say her name no more in their songs <laughs> That's nuts yo salt and pepper yo like Strong contributors to the hip-hop industry strong not industry. I'm sorry culture you know and Now they got beef Because business wasn't right I don't know who's wrong. I don't know who's in the wrong in this situation. And I, I don't really care who's in the wrong in this situation because, once again, it's the music business, like my man uh, Stan Michael said. Stan Michael said it's the music business. A lot of people understand that music part, but they don't understand that business part. You know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> they know how to make the music, but they don't know how to make the business work. And that's what a lot of people are are, are suffering from or, or misunderstanding when it comes to the music industry, the music business. Um, I'm going to go to the streets right quick, but within the music industry, uh, what's going on with, um, I guess, rap a lot? Yeah, my man Jay Prince, um, he's real upset because there's a new pill out there with rap a lot records imprinted on it on the streets of Houston. And he had to he had to speak out on it because he has nothing to do with that. And he, he might think it's the, um, he thinks it's either the police or someone in the streets that's doing it. And um, he, he issued a, a call to action to find out who who's behind that pretty much. And he, he pretty much said if, if it's somebody on the streets, they got a worse problem than um, than the police. They got to worry about Jay Prince finding them, pretty much. And I believe him. That's his brand, yo. You don't mess with a man's brand like that. You know what I mean? He didn't give you, he didn't give you the okay to, um, he didn't give you the okay to put his imprint on there. And I don't think he would be that dumb anyway. You know what I mean? He'll probably smack you and be like, why would you ask me that? I'm not going to put my imprint on a drug. Something that I built, something that I made sure was legit, and I'm just all of a sudden going to put it on a, on, a, on a pill? For what? Just to get it to circulate and get it moving? You know what I mean? And, I, and as far as the police, as far as him thinking it's the police, from what I understand, he has history with the police out there, so... Who am I to judge and be like, oh, it's just the streets. It could be the cops, too, man. They, the, the feds were even on Jay Prince at one point. I think it was Jay Prince, Suge Knight, and Irv Gotti. They were trying to build a uh, distribution company to where they, they'll distribute all black music, which was a wonderful idea, great idea. 
powerful idea, but it got shut down by the feds. I think that's when um, the feds ran up on Murder, Inc. and all that. The feds ran up on Jay Prince and rap a lot, and they ran up on Suge and, um, and uh, Death Row. That's how I, I think those labels got um, taken down because of that. They were trying to build a distribution company, and then <clears throat> I guess I don't know who ratted. People say it was fifty. I I think there's a whole bigger thing behind that, because when it comes to distribution, especially in the music industry, <clears throat> in the entertainment business period, like if they would have gotten into DVDs and all that, they would have been cutting throats, because they may not uh, market it much, but when it comes to our dollar, uh. A lot of people want that because at the time we were buying a lot of music. We were buying a lot of DVDs and all that. Now we consume it differently, but I'm sure they're finding ways to see how the currency that used to go into buying physical uh, copies are going are translating into in this digital world. I'm sure they're finding ways out to see how that works. And once they, once, once they have that figured out, they'll be here like, okay, this is how we're going to maintain this. But back then, um, distribution was putting, pushing physical copies out. And they didn't like the fact that someone was going to cut into their pockets. Like, like the Universals, for, for instance. Universal probably has the distribution game on Smash. So I'm sure if they heard about this dealing, somebody inside... I'm not saying Universal was complicit, but I'm sure someone inside who was very influential was like, yo, we can't let this happen. I'm not just saying just Universal. I'm just using Universal as an example. I'm just saying that some big corporation that's involved with distribution probably heard this and was like, whoa, we can't let this happen. Systemic oppression, systematic oppression. However, whatever you want to call it, however you want to call it. We can't let this happen. And then, boom, three companies got taken out. Those three guys had their own companies, and they were going to come together and create a distribution company, and they shut it down. Insane. Insane. Definitely look it up. I'm not making this up. These are all facts. Um, we're going to stay in the entertainment news world. Uh, I think uh, one of the ladies of the City Girls was involved in a shooting. Well, she wasn't shooting. Um, young Miami of the City Girls, who's pregnant right now, she was shot at 14 times while leaving Circle Hour Studios in her G-Wagon. Um, at the time when I got the story, there were no suspects, and I still haven't heard anything about that. Um, I just know that, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I uh, got called out for giving out wrong information because there was some footage out there of her explaining to somebody what happened. And the person I'm speaking of, academics, he assumed that Young Miami was talking to the cops. And one of Young Miami's homegirls told him, I think she called him a bozo too, I'm not sure, <laughs> told him, no, she wasn't talking to the cops. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's what, ha that's what happens when you're irresponsible with your um, quote unquote journalism. You know what I mean? You you may you may upset the wrong person or may upset people by saying the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? So um 
you just got to be on point with your shit pretty much um and stay i'm gonna stay in the entertainment world there was a lot of entertainment news in the past week um it should be out now meg the stallion Nicki minaj and ty dollar signs collab uh hot girl summer um it was debuted on iheart radio exclusive it was debuted as i iheart radio exclusive i don't know sorry y'all i can't talk <laughs> i can't talk it's been a long day long long day uh, i was produced by the homie the og the uh, legend juicy j um it's a good song man it's a good song i've heard a clip of it it sound good i was not upset with it at all i know exactly what it is i know exactly what it's for um it's it's basically uh have fun music man that's that's what i got from it i i got from it let, let's let's make a joint that'll drive the people insane that the people will love come on who wasn't waiting for a meg the stallion Nicki minaj record let's talk about it who wasn't waiting for that record everybody was waiting for that record you know what i'm saying especially now that Nicki's on is rebranding herself as a elder stateswoman and, and Meg is on the come up and she's on some super, super duper humble shit. And that's why I fuck with Meg. Meg. Meg is on some super humble shit and she makes really good music. People be like, oh, she isn't that lyrical though. You like lyrics. I was like, yeah, I know, but I told y'all. I know, I know how to differentiate art and I'm not only into one type of art. I don't feel I should limit myself and that's me. Um, that's just how I feel about things. Uh, and seeing the rebrand going on with Nicki Minaj and with uh, this girl on the come up, who wasn't expecting this record to come? Come, and with Ty Dolla Sign, I think there's an album coming from him because he's been he's been featuring on a lot of joints. He's been featuring on a lot of people's albums, so I don't know if he's just doing that to maintain, you know, maintaining the attention, or if he's about to drop something. But I think he's about to drop drop a joint. Um, he's been on a lot of features and he's been killing it. So I can't wait to hear the Ty Dollar Sign album. Um, and this song, this song, this song's a goodie, man. This song's a goodie. Another album on the come that's on its way is uh, Ross's Joint. Um, I can't wait to hear that. I heard a few joints on there already. Big Time, that was produced by Just Blaze is my shit. Uh, what other joint I heard on there? The joint with Wale. I don't know. I, I I didn't think Wale had to get on that record. Wale didn't need to be on that record. Um, but it was a good joint for Ross. It was definitely some Port of Miami shit. So it was a good joint for Ross. I don't know why he threw Wale on there. Um, no no slight to Wale. I just didn't think he needed to be on the rec on that record. Uh, what else is there? There's there's another joint I heard on there. I want to hear the joint with Nipsey and Tiana Taylor. I can't wait to hear that. Um, I'm sure I'll probably give it a stamp. There's probably going to be a seal of approval on Sunday talking about, <laughs> talking about the album because I, I haven't done one in a while. I think the last one I did was, um, for YBN Corday. Y'all should check that series out though, man, for real. It's on my IGTV. Just follow me on, um, IG at D-S-P-T-H-E-G-R-8, D-S-P the Great. Um, just go into my IGTV. Um, I think I have about 12 installments 
Uh, yeah, that's 12 installments. And um, I'm just putting stamps on particular songs, particular projects, particular artists that um, I feel that y'all should check out. It's not just for me to sit there and boast about how I feel about a project. I, it's me telling y'all, yo, check this out. This is this is some good work. So make sure you check that out on my IGTV. Um, some more entertainment news. Do you guys remember AJ? AJ from 106 in Park with Free, co-host of Extra now, AJ Calloway. Um, I think um, he had to part ways with Extra due to um, sexual assault allegations. Um, he's been a co-host of the show since 2008, so that's about 11 years, and he, he had to part ways. Um, he was originally suspended in February, so the company can investigate the, you know, the allegations, of course. They have to take that seriously, especially in this day and age during the woman's renaissance. Um, nothing was found to prove his misconduct. Uh, he was originally accused in June 2018 by uh, writer Syl Lai oh, Abrams. That's a nice name. Sil Lai Abrams. Nothing happened um, with that. Then there was a second allegation in December. And I guess that's what led to his suspension in uh, February. And uh, the Warner Brothers issued a statement stressing that there has been no issue with Callaway in the workplace. So I guess they couldn't find any proof. Um, that's that's what I'm thinking. They couldn't find any proof. That's pretty hard to to prove. You know what I mean? Especially if you know how to hide, not hide it, but like do it in a way where it's hard to prove. Because maybe she did feel uncomfortable. Maybe he was on some funny shit. Maybe he was touchy-feely. But she really had no way of, like, proving her discomfort. She could only say it was uncomfortable. And the thing is, I think, I think I've heard stories about Homie before, man. But then again, it could have been... Um, Salai situation that I heard because they said that was around last summer and maybe that's what I that's what I heard about before and then there was another allegation and I think there were more there was more women that came out about his uh his touchy feely ways so I I mean I, I I don't know I just wanted to bring this story up because I remember AJ from 106 in Park when it was him and Free you know what I'm saying like and I I, I seen he was very touchy-feely with her after a few seasons and I was like wow you know is there something going on between them two or is that just how he is so I mean so to hear this I wasn't too shocked but I didn't think um it would make him like have to pretty much part ways with uh with extra because I guess that after 106 in park extra was a great look for him and he had to had to um, leave that whole situation because of uh, sexual assault allegations. And you never know. He probably did it. He probably is a scumbag. We don't know. I can't prove it. I wasn't there. I just wanted to bring that up to let y'all know what's going on. Um, I don't know uh, how many of y'all were avid basketball fans back in the day, um, but I, I'm sure... The, the people that are remember who Lorenzen Wright is. Uh, he played for Memphis in NCAA. I think he played from like 94 to 96. He joined Memphis basketball after Anthony Hardaway had got drafted in 93. 
He was about 6'11", 260 pounds. He got drafted by the Clippers in 96. He was the seventh overall pick. Then he played for the Hawks, Grizzly, Kings, and Cavs. Um, uh, basically, what happened to him, he was murdered. Um, and I think his wife was compl complicit, and I think she also conspired to his death. They had seven children together. Uh, he was he was found dead in the woods near his uh, baby mom's, I guess, neighborhood or house. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm freestyling right now. Uh, it's a pretty sad story. At first, she said that he had left with money and drugs and um she hadn't she hadn't seen him since and then recently she had admit to being part of um murdering him so i'm sure there's more news that's going to come out in that case when it becomes um high profile because that's pretty that's pretty much of a big deal because what it's been 20 i forgot i'm not sure when he had died uh, it's been a, it's been a while, but it's just nasty to see that the mother of your seven children was involved in killing you. But I'm guessing it, it, it probably involved money. And I hate to talk like this about my people, but, um, because, you know, they were black and, and to hear that it was over money, this is what I'm, I'm speculating that it was over money because, I mean, what, who, what, what else could make you get that enraged? Would it, was it involved involving another woman? I don't know, because why would you involve another woman if your boyfriend at the time was involved in murdering Lorenzen Wright? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy, man. It's just a nasty, terrible story. And it, it, it hurts to hear that... Um, that uh, he got killed by someone that was involved um, with that. Oh, okay, wait, I think I just got some news on that. Um, the killer gets 16 years on the gun charge. Um, and I think his wife's name is Shara. It's just a nasty story. Um, she basically admitted to being involved with it, and I guess she started talking. I mean, I guess she just needed um, to get that off her chest. I think she just wanted to, to get a clean slate because that kind of holding holding on to that kind of information has to be uh, that has to fuck with you in a certain way, man. Like you, if you, if you're, if you're a human being and you know that you did this to somebody and they're, that's the father of your children, that's got to fuck with you when you look at, look into your kid's face because you see you, some of those kids have to have his face and that guilt has to fuck with you, man. So maybe she, she felt it and she was like, you know what? I have to get a clean slate and I'm going to talk about it. And she just started talking, you know, I don't know where this is going to lead to, but it's just it's just it's just a sad story and I, I wanted to bring that one up to um to inform y'all, you know what I'm saying? Cuz that's my job. I'm here to keep y'all informed, keep y'all keep y'all in the know. Oh, um 
do y'all I don't know if y'all remember I did make a post on it on the on the pa- podcast um IG page make sure you follow us on IG at T H A B L A S T P O D C A S T the blast podcast um on IG I made a post about Mr. Donald Neely um he was paraded around in handcuffs in Ga- Galveston Texas with a rope attached to it while officers were on horseback so it basically looked like Slave Patrol. I posted that as well. And in this day and age, I'm sure they had cell phones. I'm sure they had walkie-talkies. I'm sure they had a way to contact somebody. Um, for this, um, I guess he was trespassing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Donald Neely was a homeless man sleeping somewhere he shouldn't have been sleeping and they did this to him to embarrass him. I'm not sure what was going on. But um, since the photo went viral due to the power of social media, it caused the police chief to issue a statement chastising the officers for poor decision making and uh, a change in policy. Uh, As I said, I'm not sure what the intentions were of these police officers, of these pigs. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I told you every now and then I'm going to get subjective um, of these pigs. But uh, I don't know if they were being racist pigs. I don't know if they just wanted to embarrass this man because he was homeless. Either way, it's nasty. And you're pieces of shits for that. Pieces of shits. Um, You have no right to be police officers. You have mental issues. If you felt you had to take it... um, that far if you felt the need to take it that far um let's talk about our homegirl Centoya Brown who's now 31 years old uh she served 15 years in prison for the murder and robbery of John Michael Allen uh she was released on um August 7th this was I was gonna say that was past this past Wednesday she was supposed to serve life in prison um she would have been eligible for uh parole after 51 years, um, she would have been, I guess, like 67. Um, the, te- the Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam committed the sentence of life in prison to release date um, previously mentioned. Haslam stated um, his decision after um, he stated after he, he his decision was made after a careful consideration of what is a tragic and complex case imposing a life sentence on a juvenile that would require her to serve at least 51 years before even being eligible for parole consideration is too harsh, Um, which is true. And this man is a Republican. See what I'm saying? Like you can't get up, can't get caught up in the whole party thing because in every party, people have motives. I don't know what his motive was in releasing Centoya Brown, Um, but she's free. And, um, Hopefully she's going to use the platform that she has now because she has a platform. Everyone knows who Centoya Brown is. Everybody knew what her case was about. Um, it, was very, it was a very complex case. Um, she, at a very young age, she went through a lot. Um, she, she didn't really have much parentage in her life. Um, so she... she she pretty much grew up on her own, making poor decisions, dealing with um, bad men in her life, men that put her in situations she shouldn't have been in at a very young age. Like I said, she, of course, she made poor decisions, 
Um, and I feel that's why she got such a harsh, harsh uh, sentence at the end of the day. Because one, the case was complex. Two, she's in Tennessee. They're not going to be too friendly to a young black girl who happened to murder a white man who might have been trying to get in her pants or might have been trying to help her. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, it, the case is very complex. Um, check out the 2011 documentary. It's called Me Facing Life, Centoya Story. That's a good documentary. I'm sure there'll be another one coming out um, with her now that she's out. Like I said, she's going to have a platform. I'm sure... I'm sure someone's going to try and um, sh give her give her a call and be like, hey, we want to tell your story now at this age. What did you go through in there? Um, uh, what 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 uh, what was it like? You know, uh, how do you feel now? Did you go? What were your thoughts through this whole thing growing up in there? You know, just, you know, they'll contact her. Um, it's just, it's just sad what she went through, a uh, young black woman, what she went through. Um, next story, uh, Devontae Allen, an 18-year-old in Cincinnati, Ohio. I think this brother was, is suffering from some sort of mental illness. Um, he was allegedly shouting, I don't like white people in my hood, before chasing four white people with the gun and firing multiple times at them. Um, he was filmed firing three shots at um, the alleged victims, hitting two vehicles that were in... But um, two vehicles that they were in, uh, but missing everyone inside. Um, obviously, he doesn't know how to shoot. He was only 18 years old. He probably had a little pistol in his hand, and he was just going through something and saying stupid shit. Um, Alan turned himself in, admitting to the shooting, but claimed the alleged victims were armed and shot first. Um, the victims were white, and one was African-American. Um, this is why... Um, we need to help our, our young brothers out, man. If you see them wilding out. I would I would have to talk to the OGs in this point. Um, this young boy, 18. OGs, look out for the youngins, man. Look out for the youngins. This ain't a good look for us. When I read this story, I said I had to share this story because I want to talk to a particular, particular group of people in this story, and that's my people. I want to talk to my people and let them know, yo, if you see these young boys wilding out, acting up, talk to them, man. And I don't mean bark at them. I'm talking about talk to them. Sit them down. Find out what's going on with them. Don't try to point out their faults. Try to figure out what the faults are. Because sometimes maybe they just need somebody to talk to. You know what I mean? Obviously, this young brother was misguided. And from what I understand, from when I read the story, he was not even from that neighborhood. So why is he talking about he doesn't like white people in his hood? You know what I mean? So obviously, that I mean, that's what he said allegedly. We're not sure if that's what he really, really, really said. You know, you got to be careful with a lot of these stories. But just to, just to, just for media to have the opportunity to say this type of thing, it bothered me. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me get the story. Let me jot the story down. Um, the brother's name, I think, was Devontae Allen. Yeah, he was only 18 years old from, um, I think, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati, Ohio. And... Uh, I wanted to bring this up because I was like, come on, man, this is nasty. We need our collective needs to start taking care of each other because it's our responsibility. And it's my responsibility on this platform to start telling our OGs, our elder statesmen, elder stateswomen, 
Let's take care. Let's take care of our youngins. It's our responsibility. We got to do it. When they're doing something positive, we let them know. We put it out there. Show the world they're doing something positive. They're doing something negative. Help them out. Talk to them. See what's wrong. See what you can do for them. See if you can put them in a position where they can get opportunities to get them out of that rut. You know what I'm saying? So, because <clears throat> right now this climate is changing terribly. You know what I'm saying? And, and politics is pretty much dictating how some people are thinking because they think they understand what politics is all about. You see uh, number 45 ratcheting up his rhetoric again, his divisive rhetoric again. They're calling it racist. I'm like, it's not racist rhetoric. It's very divisive. It's very xenophobic. You know what I'm saying? Yes, there are racial undertones. There are racist undertones, but they're not racist. And that's why he can say it's not racist and his idiotic followers will say it's not racist. But it's very xenophobic. It's very divisive. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it has a lot of dog whistles underneath it. This is why you have these mass shootings taking place in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas, and Gilroy, California, because of ideological motives behind them. Um, I think, I think um, Gilroy, California has a federal investigation behind it. I'm not sure about Dayton and El Paso. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, Connor Betts, 24 years old, uh, out of Dayton, Ohio, had killed at least 20. No, he had killed at least eight people, including his sister, Megan, and injured 26. Shooting began at 1.07 a.m. Excuse me, in the entertainment district, which usually has late night patrons. Um, he was making his way to a crowded bar. Uh, responding officers on patrol shot and killed Betts within a few minutes of his first shots. Um, so I guess after he killed those people, uh, the cops were called over and they took him out. Uh, it's interesting to hear some of the stories that are coming out. I heard at least six of the eight people were black. And I heard he had an issue with his sister dating a black person. This is just stories that I'm hearing. You know, this is what's been floating around. I'm not sure how legitimate this story is. Um, the story of him not liking um, his sister dating outside of his race or their race. Um, but I don't see any other reason why he would kill his sister. So that kind of makes sense. Um, from what I understand, the bar that he was trying to get to was frequented by a lot of black folks. So I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure uh his motive behind the shootings in Dayton, Ohio. Um, uh, he didn't leave a manifesto like uh, Patrick uh, Crucius in El Paso, Texas. Did. Um, uh, that shooter, uh, he opened a fire in a Walmart, killing at least 20 to 22 people, maybe even more, because I think the count keeps going up. Um, he injured 26. Uh, he had a written manifesto, which warns of a Hispanic invasion. Listen to, listen to what he warns of. Hispanic invasion, open borders, free health care for illegals. <laughs> which Democrats, which the Democratic Party is using to garner votes. Who talks like that? Where have you heard this rhetoric before? 
where have you heard this xenophobic, uh, divisive rhetoric before? You've heard this from number 45. Number 45 is always talking about an invasion and an infestation of the United States soil because of open borders. That's why they want the wall. They feel that this archaic wall is going to stop that. And I'm like, come on, man, like, listen to what's being said. I mean, of course, in the manifesto, it stated that uh, Republicans are terrible, too, because they're pro-corporation, which could lead to more immigration. Um, that part I found funny because I'm like, wow, that sounds like some stupid conspiracy theory shit because Democrats are pro-corporation as well, too, because they also get funded by corporations. So obviously you, you don't really know what's going on in politics. You're just a, 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 a spook job just making shit up so you can go out there and justify your uh, illogical illogical thinking, if that makes sense. I'm just so upset right now. I can't even fucking talk. Um, many people are blaming Trump for, Trump's rhetoric for the shooting in El Paso. Um, Trump is, of course, blaming video games and uh, fake news, which is sad because if you're still blaming video games, you're you're an idiot. Um, but then again, that's how it is. Uh, Veronica Escobar, the El Paso congresswoman, has stated Trump is not welcomed in the city after the mass shooting. I think when he went to El Paso, uh, there was a crowd of people saying, send him back, send him back, send him back. Um, you know, echoing what uh, Trump's peoples were saying when they were attacking Ilhan Omar. Um, I thought that was funny. Um, but from what, I, from what I've read in uh, the news, um, Dayton, Ohio, I, from, that's what I'm hearing. This is why I find it funny to hear that the young man was killing the people there because of interracial dating. Uh, I heard the people in Dayton, Ohio didn't really have an issue with Trump uh, coming through. Um, I heard in El Paso, Texas, of course, I, I saw the story um, of the crowds screaming or shouting, send him back, uh, send him back. But uh, I heard in Dayton, everything was all good. But Trump still seemed to find a way to um, to. Uh, Shit on the mayor, and I think I think it was either the senator or the congressman of uh, excuse me of Ohio, and they, from what I understand, they were confused. They were like, "Wait a minute, what's going on?" We said everything was all good here. Yeah, it was the mayor of Dayton and the senator. Um, they stated that the people affected by the shootings received him well. Him being Trump. And even after that, Trump and his staff accused them of saying otherwise. And that left the mayor and the senator confused in Dayton, Ohio. But I think that's just to, you know, ratchet up the rhetoric. The Dems are against us. The Dems don't like us. Look what they did. They even said false things. And meanwhile, it was it was El Paso where the people, some people didn't want to meet Trump. There were some that, of course, that wanted to meet him. But you got to remember, it was in El Paso where Trump was doing the whole build the wall campaign. It was there he was talking about infestations, um, invasion, and all that. Um, from what I understand, I think his campaign people and him himself still owe uh, the city of El Paso a million dollars. Yikes. You know, that's big money. And you still owe that 
to 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 the city of El Paso. That's crazy. And now look, you just had that shooting and um you you trying to go back to a city you owe a million dollars to and you really think they're going to receive you well? Come on, bro. But I guess you have to do what you got to do. You're trying to get reelected. You're trying to get back in office. You're trying to maintain that power that you got. You know, it is what it is. I know what it is. You know, I mean, in this day and age, politics, like I said, is dictating a lot. You know, uh, I know a lot of you probably are like, oh, I can't I can't really do politics. I'm not really into politics. At least pay attention a little bit because it does affect you a little. You know, it, it affects um, you, how much you get paid. It affects your standing, uh, standard of living around you, you know, Um Pay attention to your local politics. Pay attention to politics. Um, for someone that pays attention to politics and also pays attention to history, to hear what Tucker Carlson said about white supremacy, it really, really bothered me. Um, because lately, AOC has really been uh, cranking up the, the chatter or, or the conversation, she's really cranking up the conversation on white supremacy and how it's still among politics in this day and age. And Tucker Carlson, you know, he's, I guess, I don't know, I guess he's like far right. I, I, I don't know. Most of these media people don't really give you their political stance. You just have to really listen to what they're talking about. He was saying white supremacy is a hoax. It's not a real problem in America. Instead, it was a it was a conspiracy theory used by Democrats since Russia, since the Russia scandal, since the Russian scandal, the voting scandal didn't work. Since that didn't work there, they created this white supremacy uh, hoax. And I'm like, wow, did he really just say that? The Democrats create created white supremacy. Did you know that the Democrats were a part of this white supremacy religion that many Many people uh, adopted um, adopted back in those days. It's disgusting. It just shows me that many people will say anything, especially if they have the platform. Tucker Carlson has a pretty huge platform. I think he's on CNN. No, I'm sorry, Fox News. He's on Fox News. And he said this. And like I said, I was telling my, my, uh, my people like, yo... He's only saying this because he wants to shut um, AOC up. But from what I understand, after those, he made those comments, um, he's suspended or he's on a vacation or something like that. I'm not too sure what's going on with that, but I know that we won't be seeing Tucker Carlson for a while. Um, I don't think he's fired, though. They didn't say anything about that. Um, I just know with those comments, he really, really fucked up. I don't know how many of you seen that video of that young girl crying because her parents got detained by ICE. Um, if you don't know the news um, in Mississippi, about 680 people were detained by ICE while their kids were at school. Um, it, it was just watching her cry for her dad was very, very sad. Um, very uncomfortable watching it. Um, she was like, my dad isn't a bad person. He's not doing anything. He's not a criminal. And I don't know when he's coming back. Um, 
it was just sad. I'm paraphrasing, of course, of what she's saying, but it was very sad to see a kid her age go through something like that. Why does she have to go through something like that? She doesn't have to go through something like that. Her dad was at work and he got detained. It's not like he was on the block moving work. He was at work. I think I forgot what fa what type of factory it was. And the man was in there working and they pull him out of work and, and um they uh they detain him. Now they're in an ice facility somewhere in Mississippi and they don't know what's going on with their kids. Six hundred and eighty people. I think they said it was like one of the largest um raids in Mississippi. And I'm like, that's that's nuts, man. Like how do you do that? How do you do that to them, them being the parents? And how do you do that to the kids? What are the kids supposed to do now? I mean, you got, you got kids in cages. Now you got kids that have no parental support. And now what's going to happen? You might end up throwing them in the system, throwing them where they have to get uh, adopted deal with a, a family that they don't know. I mean, maybe some of them will be fortunate and they get adopted by family members here, but not all of them are that fortunate. Some of them are the first generation to come here. It's just sad, man. It's a very, 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 very sad story. And um, uh, I'm going into another situation that many people um, are calling a race issue. And... I could agree and I could also disagree. Um, I'm talking about the Rich Paul rule, um, something that uh, LeBron coined, a uh, term that LeBron coined when in regards to the NCAA um, new, um, I guess, new requirements for agents to talk to um, NCAA kids that are trying to, underclassmen that are trying to test the draft waters. Um, it was a rule constructed by the NCAA in order for agents to contact NCAA players testing the NBA draft water. Requirements are bachelor degree. Listen, remember that. Bachelor's degree, certification by the NBPA for at least three consecutive years, professional liability insurance, and completion of an exam taken in, the pers taken in person at the NCAA Indianapolis office. Um, according to the new criteria, Paul wouldn't be able to t represent any underclassmen testing the NBA draft waters. Um, the reason why is because he doesn't have a bachelor's degree. Now, is that, does that mean he's not going to go get his bachelor's degree? No, I'm sure he's going to be like, okay, that's cute. I'm going to do what I have to do, but this is kind of wrong because I'm sure at first he didn't need his bachelor's degree to become the, probably the top agent in, in, um, basketball right now. Um, he represents LeBron James, Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis, and uh, another player I can't remember right now. So he's got top players. And um, this is why a lot of people are saying this is a race thing. Because Rich Paul is probably one of the top agents and he doesn't have a bachelor's degree. And now all of a sudden the NCAA has put in this requirement that you have to have a bachelor's degree. Um, the NCAA's reasoning for this is that um, it's to protect the well-being of their students. Uh, the bachelor degree requirement is to emphasize uh, getting a college degree. That's the, that's the reason uh, the NCAA is saying. But um, I don't know if a lot of you remember back in September 2017, um, there were 10 men with ties to college basketball who were indicted in a major scandal involving fraud, bribery, money laundering, and corruption. Um, four of them were assistant coaches. 
They were accused of taking bribes and exchanging for pushing players to sign with particular agents with bachelor's degrees when those players ultimately turned pro and needed representation. And these agents, like I said just before, they had bachelor's degrees. These bribes range from $15,000 to $100,000. So who the fuck are you trying to protect? NCAA. Are you really trying to cut Rich Paul's throat? Because if it is Rich Paul's throat that you're trying to cut, then yes, it's a race thing. But if it's just you, NCAA, being the controlling pricks that you are, uh... Then no, it's not a race thing. You're just being controlling assholes again. And you know what? You could still kind of make it still a race thing there. Because who's predominantly on the court for them? Why are you trying to protect them? Who You don't own these kids. What if these kids want to talk to Rich Paul? What if these kids have been doing their homework and see Rich Paul is there for, their, for his players? But who are you to tell them, no, you can't talk to Rich Paul? So damn the NCAA, you know what I mean? It's it's they have no right to tell those kids who, who to talk to and who who not to talk to, straight like that. Um, let's get on to some lighter news, man. That was just a crazy binge of of uh, of of tough news, man. Tough tough information that that I, I need to provide to the family. But um, onto some entertainment news. Young Thug, I think he's got a tax bill of one hundred and forty five thousand seven hundred and ninety four dollars. Um, if he doesn't settle it with the IRS, the IRS will start seizing his property to satisfy the debt. Um, I think he's just waiting on releasing his album. Um, I think he's, he got an album dropped next week. Uh, it's called uh, So Much Fun. So I'm thinking he's waiting to, uh, for that to drop, start getting booked for shows. Then he'll pay that, um, that bill with that money. Um, because you know how that works. Drop an album, you start getting booked, you start getting rolled money. Um, you go on the road to uh, promote the album and all that. So it, it is what it is. So I wish him nothing but success. Hopefully he takes care of that bill, man. I don't, I don't want to hear no no tax issues going on with um, the homie Young Thug. You know what I mean? If you fuck with his music, check it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a huge Young Thug fan, so not really my thing. Uh, some more entertainment news. Quavo of the Migos looking to um, executive produce an animated series based on the Atlanta hip hop scene, uh, P and of Co and Coach K of Quality Control are also producing, um, big big money, because um, they're doing their thing in the music industry. Uh, Quavo stated he's seen how hip hop and his group's uh, music impacts children, so he always loved animation. So the opportunity to jump into the premium content world with the show for kids was ideal. The show will reflect the creativity, love, and families in and around the north side of uh, Atlanta. Where, uh, where, where I think Quavo, I think well, that's where the group grew up in the north side of Atlanta. I'm not sure. Um, that's gonna be dope. I think uh, it's creative, of course. Uh, it's cartoons. You know, it's, it's gonna feature their music. Um, I don't. I think it's gonna aim at the kids, so that's gonna be, you know, perfect for the Qua for Quavo. It's gonna be perfect for Migos. It's pretty much a platform where they can cross promote their music. They can make original music for the cartoons, and that could probably provide other other opportunities for Migos to get within the cartoon realm. You know what I mean? And probably with this cartoon, they can also move uh, merch and stuff like that. You know, it just opens up a whole whole world of uh, revenue for for that conglomerate that they're building there in uh, quality control and under the Migos um, umbrella. 
Um, perhaps uh, one more thing I want to talk about, and I think I covered everything. Um, yeah, uh, Rick Ross I mentioned him earlier when we talked about his album. Um, he's been casted to uh, Coming to America, the sequel. Um, no one knows his role as of yet. Um, he joins Wesley Snipes, who was also uh, casted to Coming to America. Uh, uh, Wesley Snipes' role, he'll be playing uh, General Easy. Uh, General Izzy, I-Z-Z-I. -Z um, he's going to be a rival to um, Hakeem. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see Wesley Snipes and, uh, and, uh, and the homie, um, the homie Eddie Murphy on screen together. That's going to be dope. Uh, coming to America at first, I was like, ah, I don't really need it. You know what I mean? The first one was such a classic, but seeing what Eddie's doing, seeing what he's putting together. Um, and I guess he saw the success of Black Panther and he wants that, he wants that same energy around that the movie that he, he's putting together coming to America. And it's so nostalgic to go back to that movie. Like you can watch that movie now and you're, you're still laughing. Like it just came out yesterday. It's such a good movie. So I don't see a problem with it now. Um, why not cash in again, cash in again, OG. You have, I have no issues with that at all. Um, I hope I wish him nothing but success with coming to America, the sequel, um, shows, shows about to come to an end people. I truly, 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 truly appreciate y'all sticking with me. I truly hope I didn't bore y'all to death. Um, what more can I say? I mean, I promoted the Patreon page earlier. I promoted the IG page earlier. Um, you know what? Follow my co-host, man. Follow my co-host for high my co-host precise he's he's doing his thing man he's back he's posting all the time he's on his culinary arts and hip-hop bag he's all he's all he has his ear he has his ear to the to the streets he has his finger on the pulse of of the local music scene man like he's posting you guys and i'm i'm checking out the talent and i'm sitting here like yo we got so much talent here in rockland county new york alone and uh my man Precise is out here putting putting y'all on, man. Y'all got to show him love. Make sure y'all follow him um, at Beats and Eats. That's B-E-A-T-Z-A-N-D-E-A-T-Z. -E Make sure you get the two Zs at the end so you're following the right Beats and Eats. That's the co-host of the Blast Podcast. Um, my man Precise uh, holding it down. Uh, we're we're, we're going to have a guest for episode seven. It's Coin. That's our guest. Shout out to LAP. Shout out to Baritone K. That's going to be a real, real fun episode. Um, I, you're really going to see uh, Precise really getting his interview bag. Um, you saw a little bit of it when um, our boy Stan Michael came on on episode three. If you haven't listened to that episode and you're a new listener, go back in the archives. Episode three, it's called Moonwalking with the Stan Michael. Great episode. Brother came showed love um he really got to express himself he really got to expound on on the music business and what he learned in the entertainment world um so we're, we're looking to do the same thing with coin and and you 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 got to see a little bit of precise's um interviewing skills i want him to get more into it this episode coming up 
we're gonna have a little fun with this man, man. We're we're gonna we're gonna have him talk about some things too, man. Hopefully some some crazy shit goes down this week, and I could not this week. I'm sorry, next weekend, and we can see um. We can see how they feel about it, pretty much. You know, I don't. I don't only just want to do an interview with the artist. I also want want to get some insight on how they think. You know what I'm saying? And it makes you want to get invested more into the artist as well. And I'm helping y'all out with that. So once again, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Blast Podcast. Make sure you check us out on IG at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, the Blast Podcast. The is spelled incorrectly on purpose. T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. For those who want to support, you can support us at anchor.fm backslash T-H-A dash blast. Not you don't spell out dash. It's the actual dash symbol blast. Um, you can support us at a dollar a month. You can support us at five dollars a month. You can support us at ten dollars a month. My advice to you, if you want to support us at five dollars a month, go to our Patreon. Um, you I feel that you'll get your five dollars worth. Um, if you want to give us a dollar's worth because you, your money's tight and you still want to help us out. You can give us a dollar. It's well appreciated. You never know. The dollars will start adding up and you can help us get our merch. You can help us um, pay for studio time. It's it, it helps out with everything. And we truly, truly appreciate the support. Um, thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the support. Thank you for everyone reposting our posts. We truly, truly appreciate it. We will continue to support you as long as you continue to support us. One hand wash the other. Thank you for listening to the Blast Podcast. But we truly, truly, truly appreciate it. New episode dropping next week. Episode 7 featuring Coin. Thank you for listening to episode 6. Listen to the old episodes in our archives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace.